Need a better shower? Go to nebbia.com slash TMS. That's N-E-B-I-A dot com slash TMS to check out what they have to offer. The first hundred people to use the code TMS when checking out will save 15%. Again, that's nebbia.com slash TMS and use that code TMS to save 15%. Coming up on TMS, diamonds are for never. I don't like clap emojis. The Winter Soldier has been activated. Boomer's Barf Breakfast Patty. My anus is the center hole. <laughs> you forgot to sing it until halfway through. My anus is the center hole. A Johnson in a China shop. The juice of lemons makes fine punch. Why do you think the rice is sticky? Organized by humiliation level. Will the vaccine shrink my testicles? I'm not drunk. I'm eating soup. Putting it in the other hole. Stick to the Denver hub unit. That's wrong. <laughs> Stuck, in- <laughs> Stuck in the Denver hump. <laughs> Do that again. Stuck in the Denver hub. You, oh my lord! <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do my last one. Here we go. Stuck in the Denver hub unit. Walking out on floating things with that guy who's Dick Grayson. Jury duty. Oh, shit, I'm reading class. <laughs> right. Jury duty and more on this episode of the morning stream. We saw a fella the other day. I don't know if you all have seen this boy, George. You can't tell whether he's a boy or a girl. The play seems dull and quite stupid. The morning The morning stream. You're soaking in it. everybody welcome back to the morning stream it is tuesday december 15th it's 2020 you have 10 days until christmas have you done all your shopping i have not oh my god i don't even know who i still have to get for though i did uh i have to my dad says he does not want anything he's like no don't send me anything but i am going to be sending him um i'm sending him some cds i don't know if he still listens it's gonna be a surprise but Oh, still um, listens to what, he, the, the music you're going to send him, or what do you he, mean? He does, right? So we we always have this thing where like I introduce him to bands I like and and got him into Bare Naked Ladies when they were just starting out, and um, got him into Squeeze and Crowded House and stuff like that. And I picked up the box set. Uh, Ooh, box! I like box sets. Great box set. So, it is the Divine Comedy box set. It oh. is all their albums. Each of these are dual disc sets because like the second album always has demos and live tracks and outtakes and it's just the most gorgeous box set it looks like a gorgeous it looks like a benetton at a mall a little bit or a book like it looks like you're getting the um the (laughs) the the adventures of peter rabbit or something oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. well it's very easter colors so i guess those are in again but right so i had um about half of these already on on cd and decide, well, he'd actually really like this band. Well, problem is that um, recent shipments of things that have come to my house, uh, where we put those things as I'm going through them, have blocked access to the plastic containers that I'm keeping CDs that aren't in the in the media room. Oh, no. That seems bad. And so to get to those uh, that gift that I'm going to send my dad... Mm. <laughs> You gotta get I've got to move a ton of stuff, and I'm not going to say what those things are. If you've been paying attention to the show for a while, you know what they are, but I'm, I'm not. 
Yeah, his it's his collection of hardcore pornography. Is what we're talking right, about. exactly. Yeah. Stacks and stacks of uh, of specific uh, uh, animal porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all genre. It's all genre coordinated. Magazines. But there's a particular genre that Brian really, really likes to collect, and that's in the way. So. Right, exactly, you know. and uh, you know I've got these organized by uh, level of humiliation and um, <laughs> and country uh, for, or, of origination. And <laughs> how humiliated is the goat? Is the question <laughs> exactly that one looks really humiliated. The humiliated anyway. goat. Um, all right, well that's great. I'm more behind so, than you even, so um, don't feel too bad. It feels like a weird year though, because. I don't, know, I don't really want to go shopping anywhere, but at the same time, we live in a time where I can just order stuff, but also the mail's all left up, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I sent you some stuff that got stuck in a facility there for four days. Right, and the cheese the, spoiled. Yeah, and, the uh, cheese is all bad. <laughs> like, that that was weird, because I'd check it every day and would say, <laughs> yeah, it's still in this uh, Denver freaking hub unit. Yeah, I know. It is frustrating. Um it's never been I mean, like this. You know, what other years been this bad? I can't think of no, one. No, because because people are staying home. They're doing the people who've always done their shopping online are just like, oh, this is normal. And then the people who usually go out and go to the stores, buy stuff um, to physically deliver to people, are staying home and ordering online. So it's just so much stuff. That's going I don't know, man. That days. sounds like that sounds like good cover for a certain postmaster general fiddling with well, the uh, okay. Well, there's there. that too. Yes, mm, I think it may be a but combination. I'm, of but I'm seeing a lot of the same thing with UPS and FedEx too. Yeah, that's true. UPS was a little late for me on a couple of things and shipping a couple of things for me. But I really like yeah. UPS. Like it's efficient and stuff, but it's uh-huh. just more expensive. So we got to make a decision in this country. Either we're going to fund and make USPS work as a inexpensive or less expensive alternative mm-hmm. to uh, you know company-run ones, or just let the privatized take over and freaking get rid of the USPS, and that'll just be that. We'll have to sh- yeah. pay a few extra bucks every time we ship something small, and an extra ten or fifteen if it's big. That'll just be the way it is. Right. That'll be the way. That'll be the way. That'll Scott. be the way, as as the Mandal- Mandalorian most famously said. <laughs> um, boy, there are people pissed about that last episode, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into any spoilers here. Really? But there are people mad about a certain a reveal. Not a reveal. Uh, okay. Well, let's just. Well, it is a reveal to say who's in it, but you know who's in it, right? It's mm-hmm. a it's a return from last season. Yes. We okay. can say that much. Yeah. He. Uh, oh shoot! It's a he. Okay, it's a he. Uh, so I've given away two bits of information. That's all I'm going to say about who it is. But anyway, this person, um, they're mad because they seem to be able to walk around with impunity without their, <clears throat> let's say, their uniform fully, sure, fully, uh, okay, uh, yeah, tapped. Mm-hmm. Not, and we're not talking about the major one who never wants to take his helmet off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one who like just is <laughs> casually not wearing it, right? So the one that's casually not wearing his 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 business. It's like, a, it's, a, it's like watching a drunk guy who steps foot into uh, <laughs> like a store that sells fine uh, crystals in China. Yeah. Maybe maybe a bull in a China shop is what I'm trying to describe here. Right. He says, I'm totally not going to knock over any of these stands <laughs> and then proceeds accidentally as he's like stumbling around to knock over every stand <laughs> in the entire shop. I mean, you're not <laughs> you're not entirely wrong in your, in your classification. <laughs> but the point is. Let's just say it this way. The character who's not the Mandalorian, okay, shouldn't be able to do that, what he was doing. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. I, that's that's I agree. what they're saying. I don't know if I agree or not. That's what they're saying. Their complaint is that it would never work. <laughs> He'd have been arrested on the spot. Like, there's no way you could do that. And I don't know if that's true. Yes. I don't know enough about the politics of how stuff is run on the that side of the conflict. I don't know how they do rules when it comes to yes. uniform I, uniformity. Yeah. It's it's uh, that seems dumb to get to get worked up about. For I sure. agree. Like I enjoyed I, the episode a lot. Too. A lot. Me too. Is directed by that Fukushima Shima guy. Uh, forgot his name. Uh-huh. Shoot, and maybe it's a lady. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's not a tire brand. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Do the rims come with these? All right, hold on. I'm going to look this up. Uh, Mando episode. Okay, so this person's name. No, not Carl Weathers. He did episode four. I'm not looking for that. Jeez. Chapter 12. Is that the one? No, we're on 15 or something. 15, I think. Ah, I can't find it. Well, anyway, the point is, it's some like cool director. I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints. And when they brought that to me, I went... Oh, we're hung up on that, are we? Because that seems small yeah. and dumb. That's a, that's a small thing to get hung up on. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, well. People, you know, people get worked up over the smallest things. I, I'm going to say, because I know we're about to take uh, uh, jump into something that you're watching that you're really enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, get... no. You want to? Maybe maybe I'll save it for. Oh, you doing a recommendal? For, I might save it for recommendals. There it is. Rick Fama Yuiwa. Famu Famuyiwa. There's no K in there at all, and you put like 11 Ks in your version. Famuyiwa, Rick yeah. Famuyiwa. And yes, this se- the season finale is this weekend, so everybody get your stuff ready. I don't know who's directing that. Oh, One of my favorite things really about golly. What? What? What happened? Oh, that it's already the season finale. I know, right? It's too short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was it like? S- seven episodes a season or something? It's real small, and then. Mm-hmm. uh one of them's by Carl Weathers. This is only like 28 minutes. That one doesn't count. Not that Carl Weathers is the problem. But no. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> give us give us a longer episode, Carl. Come on. Yeah, that was too short. All right. I'm going to share a thing with you right. that was shared with me please, that please do. was pretty weird. So we got this email. Hey, Sprocket and Burner. This is from Hose, Hose Barn. I thought it was ho- <laughs> I thought right it was- next to the Claire's Boutique, uh, just down the way from the Sabaro. Yeah, is the Hose Barn. Oh man, think. Speaking of gifts, go get yourself a gift certificate at the Hose Barn. That sounds hose great. Hose Barn. It looks like Hose Bam, but the R and the N run together. Right, anyway, right. Hose Barn wrote in says, "Hey Sprocket and Burner, you guys like odd phone messages, right? How about the odd? Or sorry, how about odd numbers to call? Try calling this one and let us know what you think." So I pre-called this just to make sure we weren't getting pranked or something. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And finding out also that it's a public number, and it is, so I'm not doxing anybody by saying this number, but if people want to write it down and check it out for themselves, they can. But uh, the number is 585, or sorry, 858. I don't know why I dyslexied that. Sometimes I get dyslexia. (laughs) 858-651-5050. Okay. Like okay. the like the like the six five one fifty fifty yeah like with the two guys just in the like heist the, want to split the split the money just the like the uh, movie starring Seth Rogen and um, Robin uh, 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 Dick Dick Grayson um, uh, uh, dude yes. dude from yes. uh, this, uh, third rock from the sun dude uh, floating down the hotel room uh, or hotel uh, inception hall, inception walking on the ceiling dude what's wrong with our brain what's his name three oh name dude. <laughs> Jan Michael Vincent, <laughs> That's uh, it. That's Joshua it. David 
Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh my freaking gosh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, that guy. What was the point of that? Oh no. But anyway. Oh yeah. Fifty-fifty was the movie. Fifty-fifty. Yes. Eight five eight six five one fifty-fifty is this number. I said, all right, I'll take your word for it and call it. And he's and so I did. Uh, and here's what I got. And I just I'm gonna play a bit of it, and you can you can hear what I got. Okay. So this is this is exactly how the phone call went. I didn't edit this. There's no. Um, uh, it picked up immediately. There was no ringing or anything. Oh, really? Okay. It All just right. was this. So that's where this number took me, right here. Fishing in a mountain stream is my idea of a good time. After the dance, they went straight home. The hostess taught the new maid to serve. Adding fast leads to wrong sums. The show was a flop from the very start. There was water in the cellar after the heavy rain. They're not listed in the new phone book. A large size in stockings is hard to sell. The juice of lemons makes fine punch. All right, now that's just okay. twenty-seven seconds of it. It goes on, yeah. I think, in perpetuity and never ended. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the the lang- learning a new language on tape cassettes or the whatever you, you know the learning a new language things without the part where you hear the new language. Oh, like right. These are like the phrases you learn. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a good point. The supermarket is out of chili sauce. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, right? It doesn't right. have it. You're right. It doesn't I have the follow I decided to bring a pomegranate to the host. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't have any of that. It's just these straight lines of yeah. weird, non-connected things, usually in twos. Although this guy at the top. Fishing in a mountain stream is my idea of a good time. Okay. After yeah. he, st- he only does one thing to begin the call. And I called the number twice to see if these were randomized. Yeah. They're yeah. not. It's the same order. Same order. Okay. Yeah, and it's him starting with the fishing business and then right into everybody else. Now, later on in the thing, a lady might say that first line and then say a different thing. Oh. And then later really? on, so another she'll guy say fishing might. in a mountain stream is my idea of a good time. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And, and they're all different people, although I'm sure there is some crossover. I mean, they all started to sound the same after a while. But I'd listen for a good, I don't know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It just went on, dude, just like forever. So I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. I don't know what this is other than I mean, I, I haven't done any like groundwork on Google to see if I could find out anything else about this number. I right. could probably just Google the number and it would it would say something. Actually, let's do that. Longing, rusted, 17, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign, homecoming, one, freight car. Frying pan, frying pan. Sounds like somebody with, a, with, a, with an axe to grind. Okay, so I'm looking here. Oh, okay, so... Oh, there are complaints about it. See, uh, Wait, complaints about this call, the phone number? Yeah, what are you talking about? That's weird. Oh, here's okay. Jason Calhoun I, says the sentences colloquial call colloquially 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 call the Harvard sentences. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. First introduced <laughs> by the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers in 1969 is the IEEE recommended practice for speech quality measurements. Uh, have roots in World War II when Harvard scientists at the school's psychoacoustic laboratory helped to test different types of noises for wartime military communications. Really? So, so, so this is some standard for clarity over over the line. Collo- 
colloquially. That's what I was. My problem was I was trying to put a Lee in there, and there's no Lee in there. No, that word's never. That word's never been easy ever colloquially. for anyone. Name someone who says that word. <laughs> Name somebody who just has that fall out of their mouth easily, and I'll freaking pay you five bucks. Yeah. It doesn't. Colloquialo. Colloquially. <laughs> uh, the only results I get on Google are <clears throat> eleven creepy phone numbers that still work, or eleven weird numbers you've never heard of, and stuff like that. So, oh, so you found? Okay, so you found this number. You can find this number online. You I back, just, I just now did a search, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the results I'm getting. So, there's also something funny phone numbers in 2020. Fake phone numbers to call for a laugh. Oh boy, I could go down a rabbit hole oh. here. Coming up with the next dollar morning show. It's our crank call Tuesday, everybody. Worst. Right after traffic, we'll be calling the. Krispy You're so Kreme. you are so good at that that it makes me feel bad. <laughs> about everything in life when i hear it like I, it's not you it's not you it's just how no, good it's you the are the fact that 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 voice oh, exists i hate it so much yes. it's why i started tms the whole point coming up we'll have the new song from <laughs> katie Perry. but after that it's your traffic and weather on the tens i hate it so much i hate it <laughs> tms was guess- born tms was born out of that hatred i'm not kidding that was the whole concept You're in the beginning. Was like, I don't want to be one of those, but I think morning shows have potential. So yeah. f that. Let's do normal things over here, and that's where it all started. Uh, uh, d- d- certain there's, people. There's think a level. Oh, that's not. That's too much. Oh, geez. There's like a level of reverb. Is this it coming up on? You know, yeah. uh, that's bathroom somewhere around here. Yeah, this is all bathroom. Big bathroom. <laughs> Whoa, look at the size of this bathroom. Want to take a bath? <laughs> Only if you're not a ratty old lady, and I didn't know it when I first saw you. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's that. That's fun. Thanks, Hose Barn, for uh, sharing that with us. Uh, all hail, Hose Barn. And uh, check out their Christmas deals. <laughs> Only a few days left. At the Hose Barn. <laughs> all right. Um, I uh, got an um, uh, admission that my wife cried because of Ted Danson. Let me tell you why. So, as you know, as you all know, my Mad Max of television, Fargo, was uh, is a thing we're binging again. And I just finished season two again, like a week and a half ago. But Kim is on a roll, so I watched it again with Kim, and we binged it in two sessions. We did it the other night. You're you're a nicer person, a nicer uh, spouse than I would be. I'd be like, oh, well, I guess you better get caught up then. Um, I'm going to go play some Shadowlands. You go ahead and... uh and pro- watch, uh, go ahead and binge the show that I've been watching for uh, a month now. I probably should have, but I, it's, it's so good, I honestly didn't mind. And I noticed a few things I hadn't noticed before. Like, at the end of season one, uh, Hansi Dent, you know, the Gerhardt's man, uh, the Native oh. American who's, uh, you know, in yes, trouble. Yes, yes. He's, uh, he's at a park, and he's watching two kids play baseball, and one of them can talk, and the other one is deaf, and they're talking to each other while they're out there tossing a baseball around, and it hit me for the first time who those two are. Uh, I don't want to totally blow it for people, but it's a show that's years old now, so it's not like I can really spoil things. But if you remember in season one, there was a certain pair of hitmen who came down from Fargo uh, to uh, try to wipe somebody out. And, yeah, uh, They were played by Adam... Forgot his name, and then the deaf guy, and they actual deaf guy, which I like about that show. They actually use people with actual, uh, you know, they're not faking it when they have somebody with a disability. Anyway, those are the kids 
from that second season. Those are those kids. Wow. Out there playing at the baseball. I love thing. this. You know, I love I love that it's uh yeah, I mean I say this I said this yesterday too. I just love that it's so intertwined and the fact that whether or not you know, no who knows and who cares really how far back they've gone to to make sure these stories connect. Like how many seeds they plant as they're doing season two that they know, well, we'll wait and we'll 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 have this guy back in season four mm-hmm. or we'll give them an origin story in season four. Exactly. I love it. Um, and this is I don't Alan, care I don't care how far back they how far ahead they're thinking of that stuff. I no, love it. Totally fine with it too. And here's the funny thing. The first words my wife spoke to me this morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's up doing dogs, taking care of stuff. And I hear Kim, she's in the shower. I come in there, she's done. And the first words out of her mouth is she goes, do you think Noreen is in that first season? And I went, what? <laughs> she goes, you know, Noreen, the one that read the book the whole time she was supposed to be running the butcher shop. And I don't know, it feels like maybe we saw her in season one. Like even it's infected her, it's infected her now. <laughs> anyway, At some point, you're going to have a wall in your, in your house <laughs> that has uh, like it's going to have Allison Tolman in the center and a bunch of like red pieces of yarn all spiraling out and like a photo of this guy and this page with a bunch of question marks on it yep. and then this other page with like you know a blurry photograph of Bigfoot and it, yeah. it's just we're going to look at it and uh, and see the whole just the whole like, lineage just of like uh, Molly Solverson did in season one she had that whole thing where she was trying to figure <laughs> out what happened damn it even my even my reference is is a reference in Fargo exactly. It's hard. It's hard to beat. So, here's the thing. Um, here's the part about the tearing up part. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we get to the end of the season, and it went awful quick. And she loved it as much as I did, and we had a great time. We get to the end, and there's a scene where, uh, you know, old World War II vet Ted Danson, police chief of the of uh, Laverne, uh, is just you know having a moment of sensitivity, which he is not known for. And he's like trying to express how much his kids mean to him and uh, says some line like uh, someone once told me that, you know, when the angels have arise because they'll have the faces of your children. And then he got a little choked up, a little Ted Danson acting going on there, which was really good. He was great in that season. And my wife cried at Ted Danson, at a Ted Danson moment. When does that ever happen? Not on Cheers. Not once. Not once. (laughs) It's never happened on uh, well, the, the... You go down to the cellar and get another bottle of Bordeaux. <laughs> oh, another bottle of Bordeaux. <laughs> it never happened on the good place. I am going to bounce on... you off of every wall in this room. Oh, <laughs> Diane. And... <laughs> it never happened on Becker. She never that never, never made her cry. <laughs> so anyway, it was uh, it was a moment we had together. Brian, I yeah. would like to hear about your time with Fitness Plus because I'm curious about it and it sounds like it kicked your ass. Yeah, so you go. Uh, you got to go get the upgrade for your watch, or yep. not the upgrade, update, install the update on your watch, update on your iPad or whatever. I have the big screen wall that the Apple TV projects onto, so uh, you know it's like this big screen right in front of my exercise bike. That's and um, that's great. Uh, and so I decided, oh, well, all right, Fitness Plus, let's go ahead and do this. Let's let's do it. I've been waiting for this thing to drop, and finally dropped. And maybe I made the mistake of saying for my first uh, time on the uh, indoor cycle since right before Thanksgiving. Yes, it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do a forty-five minute uh, in high intensity spin class. Maybe that was a bad choice. I don't know. But mm. uh, Emily took me through uh, today's top hits with, uh, <laughs> and she, boy, Emily's great. But boy, she's just—it's uh, like—it's like. It's like um, 
oh, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in Ferris Bueller and but she was in planes, trains, and automobiles. And uh, uh, Steve Martin comes up to her and says, wipe that rosy effing smile off your rosy effing face and give me a car. Um, and she's that cheerful and like, all right, we're going to do this now. We've got some high intensity coming up. We want you to, to crank up that power. And then we're going to, we're going to, um, uh, we're going to go up this hill. All right. You ready? And it's okay if you want to stand up and get into it and just feel the music, blah, 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 blah. That would drive me crazy. And uh, yeah. uh, you know what? It drove me crazy for about uh, you know five minutes and then is like, you know what? I don't mind this. And it's and it felt like maybe it's the big screen. Maybe it's, you know, the the just that I need to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I was totally getting into it. However, I kind of should have done maybe a 30-minute class or, or a 20-minute class to begin with. That's fine. Um, Did you? Because I, I was mean, like, you... all right, I'm totally going to do this. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to lower the resistance down. Uh, just on cooldown, I will, but that's it. And then, and then went through the whole thing and immediately just like crashed on the couch for <laughs> for like an hour. Like, uh, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Did they? So when they do, let's say you do a 20 minute, they they let you do that though, right? There's different times, different yeah, intensities. Yeah. There's and like, uh, and it's really cool. So it shows you up in the top left corner. Ed McClurg, thank you. Top left corner, it shows um, your heartbeat because it gets it from your watch. And it's like. Boop. And then shows you a little band, a colored band that says whether you're in the middle of the pack, in the front of the pack, or the end of the, the back of the pack, based on how other people did in the same in the same ride. Mm. So um, I was pretty much in the middle of the pack through the whole thing. Pink band with my little icon in the middle sure. of it. Sure. And then the top right corner, I had. Uh, um, my rings, my Apple Watch rings, saying how I was doing with my exercise for the day. Sure. And um, during the process, excuse me, during the process of that that class, I double filled <laughs> my workout ring. Wow, that is yes. hard. That's pretty hardcore. That is really hardcore. It's like okay, I I felt it for the whole. Well, rest you stand of the day. here. JK you stand. Grammar can you stand? Can attest that. Oh, is he doing it too? No, he, uh, I was supposed to meet up with him afterwards and, uh, I took a shower and then promptly, like I said, passed out on the couch. Uh, So I forgot to, because we might be recording something for TMS. Oh, really? Hmm. JK grammar. Hmm. JK grammar. Hmm. Which is just kidding grammar. Hmm. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. Uh, Yeah, it's really cool though. I had a good time. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do a, um, since I'm still kind of sore from yesterday's class, I'll do a, a 10 or 15 minute today, but um, they, they update them every week. And it's funny because you get, it's you in the spin class with the instructor. And then what I believe to be four other instructors around you. Oh, okay. And I imagine that Anya over there is going to be the instructor at some point, And Derek over here is going to be oh, the instructor at some yeah. point. Well, are they doing different intensities where they are like you would with aerobics or something? Or are they doing all the same thing mm-hmm. at the time? They're doing all the same thing. And um, and because, you know, it's you're, you're controlling your own resistance. It's basically like, all right, do it as much as you feel, you know, feel the the slight discomfort of, of pushing yourself. Don't just like, you know, ease it up on the lowest uh, intensity. But really, she just says, yeah, match my leg speed. And then make it as as uh, um, as much resistance as you want. And I really got into it. So wow, that's fantastic! Well taking done. a break from shooting tanks with uh, VR Fit, and I'm going to hang with Emily and Anya and Derek and 
yeah, Joe get, and Billy and, and Bob. This is just included in your uh, your Apple One deal. It's part doing? of the Apple One deal. Yeah, I okay. mean, basically because I'm paying for the storage, the arcade, the TV Plus, and the um, Apple Music. I'm basically getting Fitness Plus for free. Kind yeah. of. I mean, you know, that's how I look at it too. Like you, yeah. if you are doing into that stuff separately, it is it is actually a really good deal. If you mm-hmm. if you wanted all the things you were doing separately, if you yeah. I mean, I'm basically doing. I was doing all those things before, so Apple just said, "Hey, uh, we're cool if uh, you just want to pay a little bit less and also get this other thing for free. Want to do that? Yeah, yeah sure. I'll I did that. the one just below your tier because I don't. I'm not getting that because my watch is mm-hmm. dead and I haven't bought a new one. Oh right, you don't do. You gonna. don't have the Apple Watch. Yeah, so I don't know no. what I'm doing with that yet. But the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the lower the the one that's just down from that, which I think is 15, mm-hmm. is is what I was paying for music alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting like three other things on top of it, which I like. So it's a good deal. It's a good deal. And well I done. I think Apple. you could use, I don't see why you couldn't use fitness plus without the Apple watch. You probably can, right? I would yeah, assume yeah, I so. Don't know. Imagine what they, when they're in, I mean, it's COVID time, so I don't know how much interaction they have, but imagine them telling their friends, they're like, Hey, what are you doing? No, what's uh, what's your big career move? Oh, I'm the lady on the Fitness Plus deal now. That's- <laughs> well, it's no different from, Oh, I'm a Peloton instructor. Yeah, you know, it's point. basically like, uh, in fact, some of those people are probably like, they're now in the same ecosystem of like hiring and firing, right? Like you might find an ex Peloton instructor you might. on yeah, there totally or the other might. way around. Yeah, that's crazy. Totally might. But here I am still on Weight Watchers and I'm still, I'm still registering my weight every week. Uh, I'm maybe not logging every meal I have, but I'm still registering my weight and I'm down seven tenths of a pound from, uh, <laughs> from last week. I don't know why. Cause I really haven't like been a better eater. Uh-huh. Um, maybe building a, uh, gingerbread house is a lot of work. You know, you gotta get that frame up and I'm kind of flat, right? I'm flat of my numbers right now, but my doctor says <laughs> low T, low T. So uh, <laughs> I do what I can to get that there up. You go. Exactly. Well, all right then. We've we've had our fun there. Now, this time for the news. Brought to you by America's Next Top Podcaster. Yes, season three is in the horizon, and we're looking for twelve new contestants who are going to battle it out. Well, they'll they'll, they'll work together. Well, who are we kidding? This is not. This is no MTV's The Challenge. This is not I came I didn't come here to make friends, I came here to win kind of thing. No, this is collaborative and educational and exciting and fun and terrific. And uh, if you've had any interest in doing it, now is the time. Go to americasnexttoppodcaster.com and sign up. It only takes a minute. You might make it into the show. And if you do, not only will you make some new friends, help get some great ideas on podcasting, and uh, you might even get to win some really cool stuff. That's at America's Next Top Podcaster.com. Slide down the page about a little half a click, and you'll see the application form. Sign up and get into it. That sounds fantastic. Hell of a, hell of a, you do, you're really good at the, uh, let's just pound the out improvisational. Uh, yeah, you are. You're actually really good at it. I like it. <laughs> hey, Bobby in the chat. So just you reminded me, former uh, almost winner Bobby Franks in the uh, chat room, who, <laughs> who had my vote, I always like to point out. Yep. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk to you after the show because I have a science thing I have a question about, and I think we want to have him back for a little science. Uh, oh, cool! Segment on the show, maybe Thursday even. Uh, I'll, t- I'll, I'll. Will I'll the vaccine you. shrink my testicles? The answer is yes, <laughs> and immediately. Uh, locally, they're saying um, health officials are telling us April. So, 
Mm. Oh, good. It still feels like a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't <Yes>. it? <laughs> That's two whole Marvel TV series yeah. away. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> That's too a whole long. WandaVision and Winter Soldier and Falcon away. Yeah. Plus probably two Star Wars things in there somewhere. It's too much. Oh, right. Probably. Exactly. Yes. All right. Check out this first news story. This will make you happy. Not really. You're not like you're a big drinker or anything. You're a drinker, but you don't, you know, I'm a you're drinker. crazy. I'm a drinker and I'm big. So I guess that makes me I big. I think you're a responsible big drinker. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, here's this. An alcoholic soup in a cup is now on sale in Japan to help warm and keep you buzzed this winter. Mmm. It's that time of the year when winter's icy fingers start reaching out to chill our bones while piling on extra layers of clothes is one way to fight off the cold. Uh, It's often a more efficient strategy to warm yourself from the core, says uh, the soup. So you get a relaxing cup of soup. So here's what you're going to do. Uh, let's find out what this is called. This is a uh, Japanese food and beverage company, Mitsubishi Shok- Shokuhin. 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 The Mitsubishi part is weird. Is that the same mm-hmm. people that does the cars and the whatnot? No idea. The speakers? <laughs> Mitsubishi always <laughs> floored me because they were all, you know, like other Japanese car makers. It's yeah. like, oh, Toyota, they make cars. Honda, they make cars and motorcycles. Oh, whatever. These guys, it's like, oh, Mitsubishi, they make big screen TVs, uh, microwaves, cars, and right. apparently soup, if this is the same company. I well, look know. at, um, uh, isn't the Michelin company uh, who does tires, they're also responsible for, like, they're tangentially connected to the the um, restaurant rating, the Michelin star I thought that was so, a totally separate thing, isn't it not? Are they I thought, connected? I thought we learned that that and Guinness, like the origins of Guinness were from the same place. I thought Michelin was, a, Michelin was a, the same word, but a totally different connection, but I don't actually know that. I should, you know what? Education time. Let's do it. Yeah, I think so. We're looking. I'm looking it up right now because I'm. Yes, the uh, the same Michelin that makes or breaks fine dining establishments around the world is the same Michelin that manufactures tires. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Okay. But what? At what point? At what? Uh, <laughs> right. I, uh. <laughs> well, I think I think TVZ Gun is right. They did the restaurant thing to get people to drive more back in the early days. So it's like. Here's a really good restaurant. You got to drive there. Hey, while you're driving, maybe pick up some Michelin tires. It just seems like such a contradiction in like highfalutin and everyday. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it is a hey, weird combo of things. Come to yes. the big, the greatest rated restaurant on the planet. It's fancy and very expensive. And also, have you checked your tires this year? Maybe you rotate them? <laughs> like, it's just weird. That's just a it weird is. It thing. is a weird, uh, a weird pairing of specialties. Well, apparently you can now get an eclipse or a a boozy soup. <laughs> a cup of boozy soup. Yeah, a cup of boozy soup. Created in partnership with Toyo Beverage and Soy Sauce Soup Stock Maker Yamasa Nihonshu no Dashwari <laughs> is exactly what the name translates to. Sake mixed with traditional Japanese soup stock, which is the dashi part. Uh, it's meant to be drunk hot, and the soup comes in a microwave-safe recommended heating times, by the way, are 30 seconds for a 15,000 or 1,500-watt microwave. Holy crap. 15,000-watt microwave drunk, will shrink your testicles. Drunk hot. Drunk hot. Everybody's hotter when they're drunk. 60 <laughs> seconds for 600 watts, 70 <laughs> seconds for 500 watts. And no, this isn't like rum cake where the heat burns off all the alcohol, even though the microwave setting, uh, or see, even though the microwaving, uh, the, the sake soup, retains a 4% alcohol content. So even if you do this, you're going to get the boozy taste and you're going to get a little bit of the alcohol in there. Nice. Mm, Brian, uh, would not you... available on Amazon yet. I'm looking oh, right I was just going to ask. Yeah. You would probably try this at least, right? 
I would definitely try it. Sure. Okay. Maybe. But I mean, I could put. I could make a soup of sake. Yeah, that's easy enough. How do you do that? Just pour it in there, and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Sake, sake is uh, like you can actually get cooking sake, just like you can get cooking wine and and stuff like that. Interesting. And is sake yeah. a clear liquor, like a? It can be. It doesn't. It's uh, depends on how filtered it is. The okay. it's like a sweet, um, unfiltered or dry filtered. Like it gets clearer the more, well, obviously the more filtered it gets. And I think that's that it, it comes from uh, rice. Is it? Is it's it a rice? rice? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So right when people say rice wine, are they basically just saying sake? Is that what they're sake. saying? Sake, yeah. Okay, interesting. <clears throat> we have cooking rice wine upstairs, so I guess technically we have some sake upstairs. Uh, um. Well, no, no your no. your cooking wine might be. Well, is it cooking rice wine or is yeah. it cooking wine? It's cooking rice wine. It says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then yeah, sake. Yeah. All right. On the bottle it says you can cook rice. It says. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then you can drink rice. That's a good one, Jack. Can drink rice. Good, good one, J.K. Grammar. Um. All right. There's that story. So look forward to that coming to store soon. Get drunk on your freaking it's, noodle. It's weird seeing you know the people in uh, Japan like walking around barefoot in those huge vats, stomping on rice. Yeah, like they do. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I want more in my life than a big stomped on piece of food. No, it's done. It's no, it's no, more like it, it's more like um, the way they turn um, grain into whiskey. Yeah, it's, it's fermented and they keep it. Uh, they keep it in little pouches strapped to their taint. <laughs> That's right, sumo wrestler taints. Yeah, sumo wrestler taints. It has the dual. Fo- it has the dual job of being a competitive, entertaining sport <laughs> and keep getting the rice ready for the for the <laughs> that's right exactly yes. conversion to sake why you, so why do you think it, why do you think sushi is sticky rice why do you, <laughs> how do you think they make the rice sticky <laughs> oh that's gross and for some reason that reminded me of a quick story about this morning i'm feeding the dogs and two of them have eaten and the third one has just gone outside and done his business her business so boomer comes in the house yes she's named after bsg's boomer anyway she comes in the house and uh she uh, is going to go eat and she goes and she looks at her food and she looks at me for approval. And then she looks at her food and then looks at me again one more time. I said, it's fine. Go ahead. And then she looks at her food again and then proceeds to vomit on her food. <laughs> About this big, like a patty. Wow. Okay. No like Michelin star for you. <laughs> so she did like this barf patty right on top, then looked at me again for like some kind of, I don't know what she was looking for me for. Right. And then I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So she looks back at her food and proceeds to eat around the barf patty. Oh, oh. So she's eating everything in the bowl now except for this thing in the middle about the size of a cracked egg. Just like, How are you letting her do this? Like how uh, She didn't like, eat the barf. She at didn't what eat point the barf. do you intervene? She didn't eat the barf, so I knew she wasn't gonna because she was scooching around it. She never got it. She never got to it. And it wasn't like a big watery thing. It was like a big plot right in the middle. So she, right, but you're not like going to immediately dump that out of the bowl and give her fresh food? I mean, I have to admit, I was curious to see what she would do. I will let's admit. Let's just let this play out. Let's yeah. just, I just hold see up, this Kim. Let's, let's see how this plays yeah, out. Yeah, I want to see how this goes. So she did that. She made a big donut out of it. Or No, sorry. She, it's a donut hole out of it, right? So the right. hole is still there. Yeah. The rest of it's eaten. And then she walks away like nothing. No one's the wiser. And I look at her, look at her for a hot second and just go, well, Boomer, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen you do. And by the time I look back, the Rhymeriner, freaking uh, uh, Ripley, has now eaten the barf patty. Done. Other dog ate it. Boing! Oh, there. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hope nobody's eating breakfast out there. It was not a happy scene in my kitchen this morning. Oh. I dealt with it, though. Not very well, but I dealt with it. You know, you would if you would have put that on TikTok, it would have gotten so many likes. Oh, it would have been huge. 
It could have been like <laughs> this. What, does, it, does it get likes on TikTok? What does it get on TikTok? What's the TikTok? Yeah, there's likes and, on? you know, follows and okay and, uh, comments and it's all that stuff. I mean, that okay. thing is like, that thing is massive. <laughs> like, it is like, it, it's hard to know if, if, if you haven't followed it much, mm-hmm. like it's the first one of these <laughs> to actually give like Facebook numbers a run for its money. Like hmm. there's that many people doing stuff on that stupid app and it's humongous, <laughs> like bigger, like it's I probably watched, like eight vines or 20 vines worth of content. I watched for a few minutes today and, and it was, uh, um, here's me imitating, uh, something that happens in real life, but I'm doing it in my bedroom. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, here's dancing. Here's me telling a story while I remove my makeup. Uh, that was another that's one. A weird one, yeah. And here's a recipe for cooking something that looks really delicious, but it's a TikTok, so you'll never find this recipe ever again. Sorry, hope you were paying attention. Yep. And for some reason, the ones I get, and probably it's because it's because of how I follow them or whatever, the algorithm has figured me out. I get like, here's a giant um, compressor machine, and we're gonna smash golf balls in it. <laughs> See, that's where I need to get to. Do I? So if it's something that I know I'm not gonna like. I just swipe up and get something just keep, new. Yeah, you just keep moving. Keep moving. Okay. And then if you find something you really do like, because my understanding is, is the algorithm cares about likes and follows, but not as much as it cares about engagement with right, the video right. or the account that you saw. The longer so you, you watch something, the more it right. thinks you're going to like more of it. So people who get a lot of girl pics, I hate to tell you this, it's because you spent a lot of time browsing the ladies. That's what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Now, if you spent so, most of your time yeah. like browsing animators, which I do, because uh, if I see a cool animator, I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll flick over to their their, their uh, account, whatever, and then just start going through their stuff. I spend a ton in there, and then I will notice the oh. next week it's feeding me new animators all the time. Okay, so that's what I need to do, and that's uh, I'm swiping the page to the left, right? Yeah. I mean, the their account stuff is on the right. Yeah, or so you I'm can swipe. just click on their icon and get you there, too. It doesn't matter either way. But, okay. Um, all right. And then, and, then you're, and then it starts to... There's no, like, set time as far as I know or any of that, and once in a while something will pop in. It's like, oh, there's a person dancing i don't care and i will flick it past it and i just you know it's just like it was never there it's a quick thumb move and i'm done okay so um i don't know it's 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 become uh, let me put it this way it's the only social network i adhere to that doesn't just fully depress me does that make sense because <laughs> twitter and facebook are freaking depressing right now they just are like yeah I, they're, they're not fun like they used to be and they are within our community and everything of course but 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 the overall the overall vibe of those two things is they need you to to feel a, a little miserable to be there for some reason I don't know why I go use TikTok I don't feel that way at all like I, I actually kind of go all right what creative cool stuff am I going to see today it's a real escape for me I like it my concern is that um, I want it to do what I want not give me more of what I'm doing like <laughs> oh I don't want to sit here and watch this scantily clad woman dance to this uh, hip hop song. Nope, I'm gonna swipe. I'm still watching it. Why am I still watching it? Right. But I don't want any more of these. Stop giving. Don't give me any more of these. Dang it! I watched the whole damn thing. Oh, and it's repeating. Yeah. And, and now it's gonna do, give me more of that. Well, I wanted there, to like say there is some where you can. You say, may have watched that whole thing, but we know you don't want any more of it. If you if you, uh, <laughs> if you hold down on a video, there's options for like show me less of these. So there is some. Of that. Oh, okay, I like that. All right, I'm there is turn. some of that stuff where you can kind of you know tweak the system. Okay. Anyway, right, TikTok review. <laughs> TikTok. Well done, everyone. All right, like moving TikTok. on. You like TikTok? TikTok? No, not like TikTok? No, Popeye. Popeye? All right. Hey, look at this. A woman has returned a $3,000 engagement ring because she said it was too cheap. 
Wow. Okay. This is not. I don't know who's marrying her, but was it not? Was it not uh, nine months of whoever's salary uh, gave it to her? Yeah, he not nearly. He wasn't nearly broke enough after he bought her this ring. Yeah, she thinks. Nice. Uh, the rules for how much to spend on an engagement ring aren't quite dead yet, at least for some. A woman reportedly returned her engagement ring uh, to her partner because it didn't cost 10% of his salary. The ring, which was made of white gold and with diamonds and sapphire. Well, now you have a friend in the diamond company. <laughs> in the diamond business. Why does your Tom Shane sound like Sam Elliott? He's starting to lose it. He's just getting old. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. <laughs> Tom Shane, and I think only Utah and Colorado have the joy of Tom Shane. No, think- California's got him too. California's got Tom yeah, Shane. Tom, okay. I was talking to Tom Merritt about this, and I think I get my rocks polished in Antwerp <laughs> by a, long, a lovely young woman in the red light district. <laughs> I think they're actually everywhere. Um, oh, Arizona too. Oh, and Oregon. Okay, so maybe maybe Tom Shane is uh, Intermountain West. Oh, here we go. Florida, Georgia, Washington. Uh, oh, all right, Georgia. Never mind. I guess uh, I always thought the Shane Company was. Uh, oh, they feel very uh, local. Like I growing up, totally I thought they were local. only Utah. I'm like, man, yeah. wait till everyone else hears this stuff. This is ridiculous, and it turns out you all were hearing it too. Right. But you're headquartered there in Denver. That's where that is. Okay, so that's probably so. Maybe he did start out here and then just kind of expand. I wonder. Um, I wonder when the first outside of Colorado ads started appearing. Yeah, I don't know. The radio commercials 10 years ago they I were guess you weren't imitating tom shane you were imitating the guy who always comes after tom shane this this voice now you have a friend in the diamond business i think that shane is company. that is tom shane isn't it no 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 tom shane is the nasal guy who talks beforehand that like i get my rocks polished in antwerp belgium <laughs> in the diamond capital of the world <laughs> yes men's warehouse is a great example dice tomato they feel like the yeah. guy up the road did it but it's like yeah. a national chain which I think is on purpose, right? They're trying to feel folksy and local, and I don't know if that works or not. I've never been to a, sh- I've never walked into a Shane Company place ever. I've seen them. Oh, Tina's done. Tina's uh, <clears throat> current wedding ring is uh, Tom Shane. Well, now she has a friend in the Diamond Company. She does have a friend diamond in the Diamond Business. Business. Yes. Yeah, I keep saying the Diamond ben- Business. <laughs> diamond Business. Uh, here it is. It was three thousand uh, dollar ring. However, he allegedly makes enough uh, that if he followed the ten percent rule which says he should spend one-tenth of his salary on an engagement ring, he should have spent between ten grand and fifteen grand. F this rule. This can this rule yeah, can take a, a dump. dump. Forget it. I hate everything about that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate rings anyway. Like my wife has a decent ring, but we didn't yeah. go crazy. And when we got engaged, we were cheap because we had no money. Yeah. So uh, we didn't adhere to any percentage thing. My dad did the coolest thing in the world. When he asked my mom to marry him, he was broke. And he had nothing. So what he did is he went and hand, or took a, a Sprite bottle, broke it, uh-huh. and then handcrafted a ring made out of various parts, including a piece of that bottle that was like green and cool looking, polished uh-huh. it all up to look like a little diamond rock, mounted it on the ring, and gave her this engagement ring or this wedding ring that was that was this that was made out of an old pop bottle out of a spray bottle a spray bottle that's awesome and it's really, really what cool. it is like the prize thing of all of our we all of us are going to fight over who has that ring at any given time right now I think Wendy has it but we all want that ring because mm-hmm. it's so cool Di- who gives weird. a shit about a diamond ring who wants right. nobody wants it unless I can pawn it and buy video games or whatever. 
It's terrible. <laughs> some people want a diamond. Some people feel like, you know, the tradition of a diamond is is what's right for them. And that's fine. That's totally fine if that's, somebody wants a diamond. That's one of those scams we talked about the other day, like uh, scams we accept well, as normal. The tenth, the, the tenth of your salary rule is a scam for sure. Oh, 100%. But like, the that, idea that, that these are, get behind is but a how, scam. How are these things so, okay, here's how I think it's a scam. The diamond business across the board is a scam. And here's why I think that. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, so you are judge and jury. I am in the front down there at the tiny desk. You're the judge with the big <laughs> and everything. So here's what I'm going to say. I think you may now approach the bench. Yes. Some, they're trying to convince us constantly about how rare they are and how that's why they're so expensive. Rarity and price is the big mm-hmm. selling point. But mm-hmm. you're in, you're there, there's five of you in every mall. How rare can they be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the rarity comes from the quality of the diamond. It's not rare to have a diamond, but it's rare to have a diamond that has perfect clarity, perfect, um, uh, the five C's, what are they? Cut clarity, color, um, and having like a crystal clear, perfectly cut, um, uh, you know, I don't know all the five C's, but I do know that Carrot, yeah, carrot's another one. Crap, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> Crap, uh, uh, car- a miscarriage of justice. That has an F- M in the right. front, I guess. But getting a diamond isn't rare, but getting like the, you know, the better the diamond, the more rare it is. The good diamond, okay. Because gold always made sense to me because gold, you know, is a rare earth metal and there's only so much of it. And right. I get that, but it feels like and diamonds. You and you can't make gold in a lab. You can make diamonds. Right, you can You can hurry the process. I mean, a cubic zirconian is, is a hurried up process of what a diamond actually mm-hmm. is so sure so to me it just feels like that's just one scam after another Ooh, look at all the diamonds freaking okay i'll take the mm-hmm. i'll take mm-hmm. the pop bottle weird thing my dad made for real. i think that's more special and i think that um that you and i would be in the same boat on that i think even tina probably be in the same boat on that something like that that's handcrafted more special but some people like diamonds and some people feel like no the you know, it doesn't have to be a big diamond, but it has to be a diamond. I want a diamond engagement ring because it's a symbol. It's a it's a tradition, mm-hmm. and some people want that tradition. It's totally fine. I guess I get that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no judgment. Do what you got to do. I just good, think it sounds like a giant good waste for, of money. It's, it's good for us and good for everybody else because it means more for them. Yeah, <laughs> more diamonds for everyone else. Yeah, that's totally fine. Well, I guess. Uh, also, a lot of people die to get diamonds, so I don't think that. Well, that there's that the, the blood diamond situation, but I think because so much so much uh, diamond production is becoming. Um, artificial as opposed to is that better uh, now I don't know is it I have no idea yeah, like the the Congo stuff and all that like uh, I would I would I'm only assuming so because more and more diamonds are being created in labs so you think uh, uh, DiCaprio and Dimanji or whatever his <laughs> name is they're down there fighting it out still or they're the, still yeah. still duking it out yeah okay. all right well that's how things go <laughs> We are going to take a quick break here uh, on the show and play a really cool Indie in the Middle, Brian found. And uh, we're going to do that in a second. But before I do that, I want to remind folks that uh, the Patreon is really important to us. It is how we really, truly maintain our monthly existence uh, here on the show and otherwise. So please, please, please head on over to patreon.com slash TMS and throw even as little as a buck our way every month. Per month, you guys. We're so stupid how we did this. It's so dumb. Yeah, well, 16 shows thinking? a month for a dollar? Like, what are we? What were we doing? And you get so much cool extra stuff for that. And we really, really want to say how much we appreciate those who do support us. And we're just happy to bring you these rewards and do cool stuff. And we'd love to do more with you. So check it out. 
patreon.com slash TMS. Brian, let's play a song before Jerry gets here because boy, oh, howdy. Today's a day. Boy, oh, howdy. Boy, oh, howdy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, this is a band called The Aces, and they're from Utah. And you know how you know they're from Utah? Hmm. Is because they're hit single. By the way, here's here's my perfectly cut uh, rupee. Um, Oh. Put put it into a ring. And... uh, I used, to, I used to do a really good uh, link. I can't do it anymore. But yeah, you, really good. You go, ah, ah, I can't do it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, the band The Aces, we played them on the show before. They have a great song called uh, Dreaming from the same album, which is called Under My Influence. came out this year and is so, so good. This These guys remind me of a cross between um, Phases, who oh, uh, we really like, and Heim. Oh, love um, both. Those both are, those names are quality. Those are great. And the whole album, which is called, again, Under My Influence, is fantastic. Um, it's out right now via Red Bull Records. came out in the summer, but this is the brand new single that they're releasing. It's called 801, which is the area code Whoa. of uh, most of Utah or all of Utah. Is most that of all it. Of we, have a four, there... we have a 435 down south, but okay. most of Utah is 801. This is SLC, right? This is yeah. the... And it's it's funny because I say the SLC because this kind of reminds me of Sublime's... Um, uh, the song about the LBC, like it's uh, oh, talking yeah. about yeah. talking about what's going on in the hometown, kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, only one bar, so we gotta go there. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love here's that. This, I love it. Yeah, here's the song 801. Check out the video if you want to see some of uh, Scott's hometown there. Uh, 801. Here it is, The Aces. Growing up in the only one club so we blow it up leave your church shoes and your sunday clothes but bring your guilt and we gonna let it go
we're here to talk about showers. That's right, that thing you do every day so you can be nice and refreshed and ready for your day. Well, we're excited to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Nebia. Uh, they're backed by some of the biggest names in Silicon Valley. You may have heard of Tim Cook of Apple fame. Designed mm, by former Tesla. Oh, yeah, he's great, right? Up there with his products. Products. Uh, <laughs> he's a former <laughs> Tesla. Or not, he's not. Designed by former Tesla, NASA, and Apple engineers who spent years researching and developing a superior shower experience that saves water and is anything but ordinary. The Nebbia by Moen Shower Spa is Nebbia's most advanced shower yet with twice the coverage and half the water usage of standard shower heads. So, for example, despite using 45% less water, its spray is 81% more powerful than the competition. That seems good, doesn't it, Brian? That seems it's good. Amazing. Yeah, I don't. I, for for being a water saving, you usually get those water saving uh, showers and they just trickle. Yeah. Out of the the shower head. No, this one. This feels like it's putting out more water than our previous shower head. I that's, love it. That's exactly right. Nebbia's atomized droplets, rinse shampoo and conditioner, even out of the thickest of hair. Not really a problem mm. for me, or Brian. No, mine's no. thin. Well, Yours you know, is... my shoulders. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's other hair to deal with. (laughs) With self-installation being so easy, Nebbia by Moen can be installed in 15 minutes or less without the need for contractors, plumbers, broken tiles, all the stuff I usually do. Um, Honestly, if you can change a light bulb, you can install Nebbia by Moen. Nebbia balances functionality with clean aesthetics to achieve a timeless design. The Nebbia by Moen Shower Spa or Spa Shower is available in four premium finishes, to complement any bathroom, white and chrome, spot-resistant nickel, matte black, and black and chrome. Brian, which one did you get? I can't remember. I went with the uh, matte black, which looks so cool and and also is kind of a design motif that we're going to be going uh, changing our bathroom to. So it's like, oh, this is kind of ahead of the ahead of the rest of the bathroom. We'll we'll redesign the bathroom around that matte black, which just looks gorgeous. So for so you, good. was it as easy to install as a, I'm sure it was easier for you because I'm super dumb with this kind of stuff. Oh, I've never done anything plumbing wise. I have, you know, Tina's dad used to be our our go to person for uh, coming over anytime we needed anything done. Tina, dad, could you come over and install? <laughs> I did this myself. It took 15 minutes. It's not an exaggeration. It was easy and looks great. There's no. You know, I don't have any tape holding anything up or <laughs> like nails in the wall, like right. other projects I might have done. Sure. Super, super easy. That's awesome. Do you, do you okay, we're both tall guys. How yeah. did you feel about yeah. the height of the thing? Because that was a worry I had, and I'm, I'm happy to say it worked out great for me. How's that feel for you? It's perfect for me, too, because um, I have to shave my head a lot, and I don't want water constantly running on my head while I've got, you know, the, the uh, shaving cream or the stuff on it which is probably a similar thing to women who don't want to want to wash their hair every day. I just have it up there, uh, get under the water, gets me all, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wet it up. Then I move the shower head down, put the stuff on my head, shave my head again, and then move it back up to rinse. It's amazingly flexible and, and easy to use for, uh, for all that kind of stuff. It doesn't feel like you're going to break it either, which is nice. No, no, it feels solid. It's like, and it stays wherever you move that shower head, it stays. So it's like, up, get yep. me uh, all covered with water, and it's like a like a steam bath in there. Just fantastic. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make any false claims here over overall, but I do want to make this one statement. For some reason, it took longer for my water to heat up before I got this thing, and now my water mm. heats up faster. So I'm not only saving water; I seem to be getting hotter faster, which is great when it's 23 degrees out. So I guess I'm glad that's happening as well. 
Uh, you can also yeah. get shower shelves. They install in minutes. They're 100% mm-hmm. sustainable. Uh, the finish matches your Nebia Moen uh, uh, decision on, on your design. So your black and chrome must have fit nicely with that. Uh, Perfectly. Yeah, it looks good. The, the shelf sits right next to it. It's got little little holes so all the water drains out from uh, the bar of soap, the shampoo, which I'm used, and uh, other things. It's... it's uh, and it looks perfect. It's the perfect complement to the yeah. shower. They have great accessories, including a shower curtain that uh, we ended up getting made from 41, uh, 41 recycled water bottles, anti-billowing design, machine washable, PVC free, and designed uh, to last 10 years. 41 recycled water bottles are wow. in my shower curtain. And you'd never know. It's just this nice shower curtain that just looks really good. When I found out it was made from all this recycled stuff, I don't know. I felt like I was. I felt like my carbon footprint lifted a little. Doing bit. doing something right. That's right. right. Yeah, you're. It's not too bad. <laughs> so check this out. The Nebia by Moen Shower Spa starts at just one ninety nine for TMS or Morning Stream listeners like you guys. And we have a great deal for you. For the first hundred people to use the code TMS at Nebia.com, we'll give fifteen percent off site wide. That's a fifteen percent savings across the site, no matter what you get. Nebia rarely does deals like this, so this is a great deal for you to jump on right now, especially for the holidays. Go to nebia.com slash TMS. That's N-E-B-I-A dot com slash TMS to check out what they have to offer. And like we said, the first 100 people to use that code TMS when checking out will save 15%. Oh, Brian, can you think of anything better? What a deal. I could almost do the math on that myself and figure out how much they're going to get. But it's better if they go do it themselves. Nebia.com slash TMS. There you go. And also, just a side note, this is as close as it ever felt like that I was taking a shower with Brian because we both. (laughs) It is the morning stream. It is. So go have your own and get one. They're awesome. One more time. It's Nebia.com slash TMS. It stands out from all the rest. Miracle tip, much more flavor. L&M's got everything. It's the best. The hogs were fed chopped corn and garbage. back everybody welcome back to the show for real though go watch that video because uh you'll see what i there's a lot in there that i love about slc the view from the canyon that they show early in the video Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's very very cool but please don't set things on fire no 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 fireworks no it's against the law even even this time of year don't do it okay uh oh yeah justin justin yeah i know what's up the jury will now enter. Yeah, the, he, I wish I had a, a an entry one for him. Maybe I don't. Maybe that's too much already. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, who am I to say? Oh, we have the do 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 dee We have that anyway. Oh, yeah, so. we do have that. But, you know, if we had a, I don't know. That thing's getting old. But it doesn't matter. Maybe it's a tradition. <laughs> Maybe repetition is what makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know. These are their stories. do do dee 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 Oh, I'm terrible with names. Well, look what we have here, everybody. It is Justin Robert Young. He has cast his electoral vote and said yes to being here on TMS on a Tuesday like he is always. And it's always good to have you here. How are you, Justin? Oh, man, a pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure to be here. Yeah. A pleasure, as my dad used to say. It's Play. a real pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I am. It is. I'm very, I'm pleasured. 
I'm pleasured Are to you be hashtag, here. Whoa. Would you say you're hashtag blessed? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, blessed. Always, always. Always uh, Clasped blessed. hands emoji. Okay, good. Oh, you know what? My least I just said something about this on Twitter, so you may have seen it. But I don't know what it is or why I hate it so much. But there's a lot of tropes on Twitter, the way people use social media sure. in general, but Twitter in particular, you got your limited set of characters, so you do a certain thing and and some people come up with stuff like I don't even know who or I don't know who needs to hear this or you'll say that's it, that's the tweet at the bottom just to yep. sort of punctuate yep. your point and then everyone else copies it and everyone's doing it. Though I'll drive me nuts to some degree, but the one I really can't stand is where someone has a big take to say and between every word they put the clap hands emoji. Oh, God. Yeah. This going, is not normal. I <laughs> right? hate that so much. Because yeah, if it you. was, if they, I, I, I'm not them, so I don't know what's in their head. But to me, that seems like all it would do is turn people off of what I'm trying to get across. So if you really had a point you wanted to get across, your clap emoji is going to ruin it for me. And if it's going to ruin it for me, it's going to ruin it for anyone who disagrees with you. So why do you? Who, but that's what not what social media is for. Yeah, but like what, social so media is not to change minds. Social media is to make gangs. <laughs> so like, if yeah, it, it'll rally people to your gang. Yeah. Like, and then your gang just rovingly uh, bashes the other gangs. That's, that's the true. point of social media. I think you're onto something there. I had never heard it put that way before, but I think I agree with it. Uh, all right, let's get to the meat of today. There's a couple things I want to mention. And then we yeah. gotta we gotta get your hot take on the deluge of uh, Star Wars and Marvel and Disney. Yeah, a lot of late breaking political stuff too that I just uh, oh, saw coming through. Really? Okay. So the the most late breaking thing I heard was that McConnell has uh, officially uh, acknowledged that we have a new president elect, and uh, the electoral college college votes all went in like they were meant to, or how they're supposed to. Yep. There were no weirdness. Yep. <clears throat> no rogue voters were like, ah, I'm putting in the other hole or anything like that, <laughs> um, which is, you know, again, it, pretty expected in, in, in the normalist of times. Um, <laughs> that will end up in a Jamie mashup, by the way. Yeah, it probably will. But, uh, oh, thanks, JC Calhoun. He's doing that thing I hate in the chat room. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Good job. Anyway, so uh, where are we now then? Like, what does this mean? I don't know. I, we're done. Uh, well, by the way, if that wasn't uh, uh, enough for you, uh, I just saw it come across the Twitter feed. Newsmax will now be referring to Joe Biden as the president elect. Newsmax, uh, what? Newsmax. Oh. Newsmax. Uh, uh, the 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 channel uh, for those who think that One America Network are a bunch of cucks and globalists. <laughs> uh, Newsmax will um will now be referring to well, Joe Biden as president elect. Well, and here's here's the only thing I know about Newsmax. By the way, mm. they used to. Uh, beyond the direct TV package for uh, United. And oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they were like the, either they were the default channel or some lunatic decided to put Newsmax on every single one of the back headsets. <laughs> and if you would imagine that like on CNN, the, the, the like infomercials they have right. are whatever like you know gold and life insurance right, and, and this whoever's pharmaceutical and that pharmaceutical and whoever's yeah. going to buy that space mm. <laughs> now imagine that you have a fraction of that audience and a lot of your audience are religious conservatives yeah 
the people that are buying that content, and at least were as I was walking on this plane at the unholy hour of like <laughs> 5 15 in the morning. So it means I've been up since three to get to the airport. Yeah. Uh is about, I will say euphemistically, the sanctity of life. And and uh uh it it was it was jarring. Whatever you think of that issue politically, mm. let me just say I didn't need the full on at five fifteen in the morning as I was walking to my seat. Yeah, that seems like a lot in the morning to have to do. Yeah. A lot. So anyway, so, Newsmax oh, is now going to be calling Joe Biden president elect, probably because he's the president elect of the United States. Yeah, probably because right, it's accurate. Officially, can we we uh, as I understood it, we couldn't call him president elect until yesterday. Like even after he had won the election technically he wasn't president elect until yesterday when the electoral college I guess technically you know i've been true. i've been watching the crown a lot lately yeah. so <laughs> i've been i've been uh i've been brushing up on all my courtly yes. manner and okay, uh, yes. uh you know who you curtsy to and who's your majesty and <laughs> how upset people get if you don't know all these rules and thank uh, goodness we for here, that. Yeah. yeah, we here in America, we don't we don't much care for that. So okay. uh, right. uh, they're, they're the Fair president enough. elect usually when the Associated Press calls the race. Uh, and that's how the vast majority of people have referred to Joe Biden as uh, from that point and some and, 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 you know, some even before that. Obviously, this is complicated by the fact that uh, sure. Donald Trump has not per uh, a routine. Uh, uh, conceded the race. Mm -hmm. You would imagine that this puts a little bit more pressure on him uh, to to uh, uh, do so. But who knows? He won't do it. He ain't gonna do it. I'm, I'm putting yeah. my money down now. He's never gonna. He'll never do it because. And it's not because there's some spitty thing going on with just this specific issue. I I truly believe. And one day we're gonna study this. And I really mean this when I say this. He. If only he had goodness in his heart, he would be one of the most amazing humans ever because he has got this one thing about him that is unlike anything I've ever seen any, with anybody. And it's this unplacable, unstoppable commitment to not veering course mm -hmm. of saying, right. if you're going sure. to the, the, call it double down, call it whatever you want to call it, but this thing yeah. of never, ever admit you're wrong and then just go like a truck through the world doing just that even when you're wrong constantly just never ever acknowledge it that's got to be a that's got to be a psychological state that we got to study and understand and maybe it's a common thing with some people and not others i don't really know but i've never seen anything quite like it and because of that consistency that is that is his consistency for his life and not just the last 4 years that tells me there's no way because that that's changing that's a course change Mm -hmm. And he doesn't do those. He well, do literally doesn't do those. So there's not so going to be a moment where he here's does. Here's the way I contextualize it. He would never quit, but he might resubscribe. <laughs> and and that's what I think. It's like, look, this is not over. Yes, I got cheated, but the country uh, needs to move on. And so we are going to continue to prove that this was a total fraud and you will see us in four years, mm -hmm. uh, uh, whether or not it is him at the head of it. Uh, uh, he will. I mean, look, 
I was kind of surprised, and and I thought that we had kind of seen the last Trump rally in Georgia mm-hmm. because he. It, it, I don't know how much he is just here exactly for him and how much he wants to, in whatever future version of him, uh, be a power broker in the Republican Party because he has an ability to do that. Yeah. And he's doing it and he did it in Georgia, right? Right. Um, but at a certain point, one, the desire to have won the presidency in 2020 and the desire to be a power broker in the Republican Party are going to start eating each other. Mm. And he's going to have to make a decision on where he's going to go. Is he going to be a grieved president in exile? Or is he going to be the leader of a vital political movement? Uh, that is something that, you know, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell says, we're not going to refer to Donald Trump as anything other than the ex-president. And Joe Biden is now the president-elect. Mitch McConnell's the kind of person that, Donald Trump would be working with to elect the people that uh, that that Mitch McConnell wants in the Senate. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say Donald Trump by the end of today gets super pissed off at the fact that Mitch McConnell has congratulated Joe Biden and now comes out to everybody in Georgia and says, hey, if you believe in MAGA, then don't vote for Kelly Leffler. Don't vote for David Perdue. That would be an aggrieved person who believes he won the 2020 election that was just betrayed. Yeah. If he comes out and says, you have to, if you believe in anything that I fought for, you have to vote for Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. That is somebody who would be running a vital political movement. Well, I mean, it's consistently, he throws everyone under the bus eventually. So that would be a temporary thing. But if he does it, I would really like it if he did get up and just like full on was like anything, everything, but my way is the wrong way. Don't vote for these clowns. They're just like McConnell. Turns out he's a rhino this whole time. We didn't know he was another rhino. Or whatever, like good, do that. Just keep doing that. That's fine. Well, I mean, certainly, I think people who want to punish the Republican Party would would they would Donald Trump would be their favorite person in the world, which would be great because they'd be able to come out of the closet and admit that he always was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all true. All right, so 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 at this point, we're I don't know how many days away from inauguration, but it's 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 one and done, right? I mean, we're done. Like, what else happens between now and and then outside of little skirmishes and protests and other whatever weirdness? Um, oh, I mean, that's chaos, right? That's you know. stuff that you can't mm-hmm. predict, right? right? Will there be another million MAGA March? Will indeed we have another uh, coupon code for my pillow uh, and and their brand new Giza sheets? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but yeah, the next thing that happens is uh, uh, January 20th when everything is made official and Joe Biden is sworn in as president. All right. Well, not that, yeah. All right. We'll watch. We'll keep a watchful eye on all of it. Now let's shift gears to. Uh, well, here, hold on. Can I? Can I say this? Yeah. Uh, I am on your show constantly, but today. Oh yeah. And we're gonna record a uh, for the first time ever the definitive Scott Johnson political interview on mm. politics, politics, politics. Finally, oh, wow. I can ask you some questions. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I ner- I'm nervous for your audience and their ability to. <laughs> stick around after this one because I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how this is going to go but I'm I'm happy to be on it that's happening today and if y'all subscribe to that you're going to want to yeah it'll know, be live at uh, midnight midnight tonight so go ahead and subscribe to the politics 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 uh, program if you have not already but all right let's talk all about right. some other stuff. so what do you think 
okay, here's the since we tend to bring up the the more controversial topics. Uh, what we got smacked with with the Disney investor thing was a ton of brand new content coming our way in the form of lots of Star Wars stuff, lots of Marvel stuff, and a bunch of other Disney stuff. There's been some who have said, uh, of course there have, but who have said this is too much of a good thing. Quit, don't, you know, Mandalorian's great, partly because it's all by itself. We don't want all this other stuff. Uh, it's setting that universe competing for our brains and, and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that Disney is running a risk here at all with having the, I mean, I'm excited, so I'm not one of those people because I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with some of this stuff, but I'm curious where your head is on those announcements, what you thought was big. And also if you think it's too much. I never think anything is too much Mm. in general, because I don't view things from a zero sum perspective. Like I think that the, the folks who think that it's too much think that, oh, well, if the one thing that I like, the one thing I like could have been better if they didn't do six other things that I didn't like. Mm. And on some level, there is like a budgetary line for that. But also it's like those budgets are going to be probably fairly beefy for the kind of stuff they're doing. Uh, I think that Disney very much views this as a soft reboot for their tenure with Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that it's, uh, you know, it's funny when they, when they bought star Wars from George Lucas, George Lucas's next plan were were to, you know, have Dave Filoni tell a bunch of stories that were revolving around the prequels universe. Mm. So we did three movies that Disney shepherded and now they're making 50 televisions written by Dave Filoni about the prequels universe. (laughs) Uh, so in, in a, a certain way, uh, I think that this is this is a reboot for them. Uh, I don't expect that I'll particularly like all of them. Mm. I think some of them I'll like, some of them I don't care about. Mm. I never really cared about the cartoons, so mm-hmm. any of the things that come from the cartoons, including the uh, uh, the droids, are not lining lady. up right to watch uh, the droids. Uh... Oh, the George <laughs> cartoon, you're not into that. Mm. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. no, you're so you're saying the Ahsoka Tano, even though it's a live action. But it's based on a character. Well, I just, I just, maybe I'll like it. I like that episode of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll like it. But I'm just not like, yeah, stuff from the cartoons. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not you're super pumped about it. Uh, I might be. If it looks good, I'll mm-hmm. watch it. I'll give it a shot sure. like anything else. It's like Rosario Dawson. Uh, just think clerks, you know, if you like clerks too, hey, you got somebody yeah, from clerks too. It's- I mean, I'm not, I'm not, thing. I'm not unfamiliar with Rosario Dawson. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, who's lady? Ah, she's got things coming out of my head. <laughs> I know who she is. By the way, my daughter hates that because she doesn't like to see that. She in the cartoon, she loved that kind of alien head thing, and all the Twi'leks and all the different races and stuff that have head, big head stuff, yeah, and whatever. But when you see it in live action. You get these like weird little wrinkles and creases. and like- That's the biggest thing that weirds me out, too, yeah. because in your head, you're like, are is that what they're doing for skin tone? Right. Or does that just look like a wrinkly old tube? <laughs> is it a tattoo? Is it a? Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> is it a wrinkly old tube? <laughs> wrinkly old tube. Yeah. Did they just tape a wrinkly old tube to the night nurse's head and have her run around? Right. Like, and how does she sleep? Like, does it flop over? Is it, can you, is your head cricked all night? Like, I got questions. Do you have to put it, it in a, do you have to like tie it, put it up above your head? Like, uh, like a <laughs> yeah, put it up at night, put it in curlers, uh-huh. basically. Why? 
Why'd they name that sweet boy Goku? Oh, yeah. There, there already is a Goku. He's in he's well, in Dragon Ball. Well, it's Grogu, but yeah. I, no, I heard Goku. <laughs> you heard Roku? <laughs> I heard Roku. Yeah, it doesn't support uh it doesn't support HBO Max yet. That's what I saw when I looked at little baby baby Yoda. Why why they name him Roku? I don't have a problem with little Roku at all. I think it's fine. Like it's a little. Who bit do like, you think came up with that name? Because I've I've heard rumors like like some people have said like oh this is definitely they called up George and George is just like oh I don't know um Grogu Grogu uh, I'm yeah. going to sleep bye <laughs> in my money bye um yeah I don't know uh now that you say that it I certainly wasn't come that wasn't they didn't run that one through marketing is my no, point it feels like maybe not. But I don't know what else you gonna do. Yoda's a stupid name. It's just it has all well, this stuff connected to it, so we like it. But I don't know. Make it not sound like Goku. <laughs> like, because normally it's like, all right, if somebody like on on the staff of billions wrote a character named Grogu, I'd be like, oh, it kind of sounds like Goku. But who in the billions writing room <laughs> knows who Goku <laughs> is? But if you're ever going to imagine that there's an understanding of the most famous anime character of all time, it's probably going to be amongst the Mandalorian creative staff. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. But it, uh, it could be Filoni. He seems like a guy that might sit there and go, Grogu and then laugh. Yeah, I'd like to rip off Dragon Ball Z and name this character. Because, like, also, this is probably the most marketable character that Disney has minted in what? 30 years? Oh, yeah. Yoda? Yeah, Easily. for sure. Yeah. I can't think of it. In fact, I'm trying to think of the last. Oh, God. The last thing that Disney did that people were like, I mean, Frozen, probably. Like, yeah. since oh, yeah. Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Since Anna and Elsa. Yeah, which is significant because that's typically movie territory where you get that kind of, that level. And, this is a you know a TV show. It's Star Wars, so it's hard. Yeah, to like avoid. Anna, Elsa. Oh, look at that! It, it, immediately, you just say like, "Oh, the Adventures of Anna and Elsa," and you just imagine two white girls running through the snow. Like yeah. you just know exactly what it is. Yeah. You say, "Oh, what's going to happen to Grogu this week?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Adventures of Grogu. Come on now, you're going to off the tight. Vegeta. I don't even Vegeta. watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and people. I know it. Oh you my broke gosh, him. dude, that killed me right then. I just about choked on myself. All right, that didn't sound right either. Anyway, hey, um, well, we've done it. We've 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 cured all the ills of the world and talked about <laughs> politics and Star Wars. And, Wait, are uh, you all right? So here's what my thing is. Yeah, these Marvel uh, shows, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm I'm far more predisposed to Marvel at this point than I am to Star Wars because there's been more mar- good Marvel stuff that's come out than good Star Wars stuff that's yeah, come out recently. Good point. At least for me, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. What are they going to come out with these? It's uh, been a it's been a year that uh, I've been subscribing to Disney one, Plus. One month from now for Wandavision. Yeah. For that uh, three months from now for Falcon Winter Soldier, and five months from now for Loki. Yeah. And it's it basically like- every every odd numbered month we're going to get a new. All right. So they're finally because I think the rumor was they were holding back these Marvel shows because the the numbers kept rising for Disney plus and they're like, oh. not yet. <laughs> well, cause like winter soldier and, and WandaVision were supposed to come out like three months yeah. ago and four yeah. months ago. Yeah. But weren't those, those were COVID delays. I think, um, in production, I, if my memory serves, I could be wrong on that, but I think there might've been, there was some, something I saw said that it was, um, because the, some of the series have tie-ins to movies coming out and they want to have those a little bit closer time together but as far as i know wandavision only has ties to 
um, Captain Marvel because of Monica Rambeau. So, mm. yeah. Well, and also maybe, it's like, let me, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. I don't care what COVID delay they got, considering how much <laughs> they have uh, uh, the city by the balls or the country, the, 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 our, our fun little hamlet of California by the balls in terms of uh, uh, lobbying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen these, like, uh, there's one thing I mostly went through like conservative circles, but uh, this lady who runs a bar in California, that's like crying because they just shut down her outdoor dining. But then literally across the street, there was like a Netflix show being shot with like a whole gigantic little village of uh, outdoor craft services and stuff set up. Uh, And so she was like, why is this allowed and not the other thing? And it's like, well, because they can afford lobbyists and you can't. You're just a lady. (laughs) Like they can send some people up to Sacramento and lobby to make sure that like, oh, no, we're following the law. We're just exempt from the law. And so it's like if Disney Plus were in the same situation that HBO Max is where they're willing to burn all these relationships with all these directors and and just turn Hollywood over and kill the uh, uh, exclusivity window for theaters. I guarantee you that Disney would have had that Winter Soldier and that WandaVision out in front of us at some point when we were all alone sitting in our living rooms mm. going crazy about Tiger King. Mm-hmm. You don't think we could have used a little WandaVision definitely back used. in back in August? Oh, yeah, huh? we could have. We could have. I just I don't know. I if they claim They didn't need it. They didn't need it. We, we were still everybody was watching that darn cat or whatever the hell else they watch on Disney Plus when the Mandalorian's not there. <laughs> that darn cat. The big hit, the Disney Plus hit that no right. one saw coming in 2020. That I want to do cat. a gritty reboot of that darn cat. If they're just if they're just uh, 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 spilling money over the bar here, I want to do a, 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 a PG-13 version of that darn cat. Okay. Let's go full R-rated and put it on Hulu. That's how they do it now, you know. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, no. That's like their that's their their touchstone now. Right? Yeah, Is that's that, basically that... the touchstone compared to Disney. But I love that comparison because it's actually really accurate. Um maybe even darker and more so because it's, I mean, the stuff they can put on Hulu is, you know, it can be pretty R rated, but uh touchstone, oh, yeah. was, touchstone usually wasn't too, didn't dip its toe too far into our territory. Let me say this though. I almost forgot. So we yeah. got news that uh, Noah Hawley uh, showrunner for uh, Legion oh, yeah. and also Fargo, the greatest show on television yep. Um, yep. is doing an aliens series. Uh, got greenlit for FX. He'll, he'll be showrunning that. I could not be more stoked mostly because of who's involved, not because normally I would think making an alien TV show would be good. I, but I trust this guy. Like he's, he's got all. So money. like, like alien, alien, like chest bursters and Ripley, not like right. just a, a right. saucer. Just an alien, just a spiral light. Just yeah, general yeah, yeah. UFOs, but yeah, the actual. Uh, uh, the actual not by freaking, you know, H, uh, HR Geiger looking ass aliens. That's who we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a, Bit of a weird franchise. It can definitely go wrong, as anybody who suffered through Prometheus uh, uh, will will attest to. But um, you know, for one thing, one thing is for sure that uh, it will look amazing, yeah. no matter what it is with Noah Hawley, because yeah. like he does not do anything that isn't super visually stylized. For sure. Um, I loved the first. Well, I love Legion. 
But I also like ingesting marijuana. So, like, I, I don't know. I, 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 loved, I, I loved Legion also all three seasons, and I've never ingested marijuana. So. Well, yeah. I, well, yeah it's, and that's not to say that it's not enjoyable without that. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I didn't know where one began and the other ended, sure, you know, sure. uh, when I was watching it. Yeah. So, like, uh, uh, but it it did get a little meandering. It didn't quite have the precision of uh, Fargo, yeah. which even this season, Fargo, sure, I really like this season of Fargo, but boy, did it take its time to get to where it needed to go. Like there were like many episodes where I'm like, okay, well, we're definitely setting things up. And then when that, when it ratcheted up in those final like four episodes, it was great. It was awesome as anything that uh, that that series has done. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. I I I wonder about Holly, especially when you think about like Alien and Aliens are such great movies because they're so atmospheric and they and they kind of like. They're also different, though, right? Alien yeah. is very much this like haunted house, almost horror kind of story. Right. Sure, it's a slasher uh, alien- getting people one by one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, Aliens is uh, uh, this much more straight ahead, like a war uh, movie. Yeah, like a war movie, a, a run and gun kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Alien Three I'm is curious. a space prison movie, and I like Three, so yeah. I'll take that, yeah. everybody. Three's cool. No, it's but, true. But I guess, but I guess that, that been kind of a different genre, and we don't know which one, if any of those, know how. But that's stuff. the thing. All right, so yeah. so look at like Mandalorian. Like there are times, like I love this last episode of the Mandalorian because to me it had exactly the right Star Wars formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like cool people, cool looking people. Uh, a strange world that you're just dropped into. Why are there pirates? I don't know. There's just pirates and they have weird <laughs> squid faces. Who knows? You just need to get the hell away because they're trying to kill you. They're throwing grenades at you. Yep. Like, and then just that, that 10%, mm, it's a little mm, 10% of like real world politics stuff mm-hmm. of like, Oh, what is allegiance? Where is grievance? Like when when does revenge come into play? Like like from from somebody that that regrets a sin long past. Uh, uh, and then action adventure. That's like that is a Star Wars story. You can repeat that as many times as you want. I will always love it. A Mandalorian, even when it's not fantastically written, always delivers something close to that. I don't know what an alien story is mm. because they've mm-hmm. done many different versions of it. Right. And uh, that means sometimes not great writers like the ones who did Prometheus <laughs> uh, can do a really bad story, but who knows? Noah Holly, great writer, yeah. great director, and more importantly, a great showrunner mm-hmm. has done awesome. And look, he did the impossible. Who would have thought that you could have done a Fargo season? Let I alone completely agree. four. Compl- mm-hmm. I could not agree more with that statement. That's yeah. why I have trust in him because he did a thing I would have thought impossible that felt sacrilegious, that felt like a mistake. And then the only reason I was even excited in the beginning at all is because I heard the Coen brothers who were immovable in their decisions not to do too much TV stuff or be convinced to take their projects to other mediums said, oh my gosh, we've seen Noah Hawley's take where we are on board for this and we're going to executive produce. They never do that. And so when I saw no. that, I went, oh, okay, well, then we got to keep our eye on this. And then he freaking knocked it out of the park. Like, 
killed it. So that's why I'm excited because what I think we're going to get, if I had to guess, is um, space madness level. We're out in the outskirts. We thought, uh, you know, we were out here on some corporate mission to mine some kind of jigabajoo, whatever, out of the out of the rocks. And all that stuff's going to make big money for the corporation. But, oh, no, we've run into a thing. And now you've got really interesting, complex characters, uh, which is something he does really well. And they're going to have to deal with the menace. And you can do it over a, a more protracted period of time. And there's also the infighting and the politics. And you get the Paul Reiser type will probably be uh, an important part of a story like this who's just you know going to screw everybody over. You got the synthetics. Like, there's so much stuff you could do. That I, I again, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I just have this trust in his work, and I'm I'm ready, man. Ready? Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, he's gonna- and it looks like this will happen because he'd been connected to a bunch of things, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he initially going to do like a Doctor Doom movie? That's still happening. Um, hold on. Is I it thought. or was that part of the Fox? I think that that was Fox pre-merger. Doctor Doom movie. I just want to yeah, check I think real it quick. Was. Maybe that got sidelined or something, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Marv Solo movie. Yeah, I think that update. was that was around like New Mutants and mm-hmm. and and all that. And that's a character that was that that is back in Marvel's hands now. So oh, okay. Um, so according to the most recent update, uh, writer Noah Hawley is is uh, ready to talk to Kevin Feige about his Doctor Doom solo movie. So I mean, it sounds like it's kind of in the works, but who knows how far along that? Well, is. I mean, so this is pure speculation. Yeah. But it looks like that, uh, you know, this next major Marvel phase may very well be determined. Like the theme will be multiverses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the story that would inspire that, the big bad, Mm -hmm. i.e. what Thanos was in that first (laughs) major arc would be or has been Dr. Doom in the past. So uh, we will, we will see. I God talk about a character that has gotten nothing but the short end of the stick, just chopped out Mm -hmm. consistently. Nobody gets Dr. Doom, right? No, it's true. He's, he's been garbage in every iteration. Yep. Yeah, the Nip Tuck guy that was bad, right? Uh, you had Corman's had the, uh, weird Doctor Doom. You had, uh, you had the, angry blogger in the yeah, most recent. Yeah, angry blogger, club. dude. Oh. Angry blogger. I, I still haven't that. seen that one. No, don't bother. It will it'll ruin you, and it's so sad because the cast uh, is great. The director right. pretty good too. I like it's that the guy. Dude from, it's the dude from Whiplash. Yeah, uh, Mitch. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Thank you, Mitch yeah. Teller. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's Tara, uh, uh, or Mara, Rip Mara, Mara Jade, uh, Mara Black Jade. Panther guy. Yeah. What's the Black? Yeah. What's the Black Panther there's guy? There's Mara Jade. What's Creed? There's Mara Michael. Jo- uh, there's Michael Jordan, the basketball player. Basketball player Michael Jordan. <laughs> Famous Chicago Bull from North Carolina. That's right. That's right. Shooting guard. I think uh, Gizmo the Gremlin is in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, might be uh, Bob. Who is my, who is the big boy? Who is who is who is thing in that one? Josh oh. Gad was uh, it? Josh Gad? No, no. That's just, <laughs> just you. I think it was Josh Gad, Mara Jade, Michael Jordan, the basketball player, and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell, right? Exactly. Yes. That explains the, the loose skin. He's been stretching it too much. All right. Well, uh, we've done now. We've who the, done who it played? Who was the thing? I still do Who is the I'm, thing I'm in that it one? Up right now. I spelled uh, thong. Scotty Pippen? Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. That is Wait, correct. he's skinny. 
Yeah, but he becomes well, the thing yeah. and huge. You glue a bunch of rocks to him and he's bigger. Again, than, it's a know. bad it's a bad take. Like they screwed up. It's the reason you had Chickless and that other one uh, too that weren't great anyway, but you did that because he was a big gruff looking, you know, ex-cop looking body type and it made sense. Also, that's the comics. So, that made sense, but when they decided to go angry blogger for Doom and hey, what if it was a little skinny uh sunken in guy that just now was a giant huge dude, they basically made him Bruce Banner in a way and that's dumb yeah no the point of the thing as i had always understood it was it was for people that aren't comfortable with their bodies right that's the archetype Mm -hmm. that's that's why you imprint on the thing is because you don't feel you're comfortable with your own body but i'm ugly and exactly don't look at me yeah yeah and that's Mm -hmm. and and yeah oh man what a what and then that broke him too right don't forget like, we also had tim blake nelson who was in another mcu thing mm-hmm. uh as as mole man mm-hmm. oh don't watch this it's horrible it's really bad no he, tim blake nelson was in the, was in the marvel yeah, yeah the marvel the, the 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 hulk that we all threw down the memory hole because ed norton's <laughs> a lunatic right <laughs> i want a depression era here's what i want <laughs> I'm not gonna get it. I want a depression era Fargo setting, and I want Tim Blake Nelson involved. Oh, sure. You just want to watch Oh Brother Where Art That one. Yeah, that's pretty I much do. that is pretty much it. And by yeah. the way, I haven't done it yet, but I'm gonna request a cover from Brian coming up because I didn't remember it from the my second watch through, but my third watch through of season two, which just ended, <laughs> there's a cover of uh Man of Whatever Sorrow, what's it Constant called? Sorrow. Man of Constant Sorrow. Sorrow. They do a 70s like funk slash kind of psychedelic version for season two, which is set in 1979. Oh, really? It is so good. I can't believe I didn't notice it before. It was so good that it doesn't sound like the same song, but it clearly is. But I just No, yeah, no, no. It, yeah, it, it's that big soaring psychedelic kind yeah. of what's uh, trapper? rock. Yeah. Right. And it's great because it's this awesome direct homage it's a perfect for what they're showing in the scene but it's also this great homage to another coen brothers thing that has nothing to do with fargo i <laughs> loved it so just i'm just saying got that ver- more fargo that man. song that song is great it is cool. man of constant sorrow yeah, i yeah. i wore that soundtrack out i did too Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. I I was on stage for a local community charity fundraiser thing as one of the soggy bottom boys with a, like a oh, you really? and everything. Yeah, and we mouthed. Is it. there we, video or photos of this? Probably Come photos. On. I could probably find photos. No, I don't think anyone videotaped it. But we had, did you we have, did you have a fake uh, beard hair glued, glued to your face? I like, did. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we used the what do you call that Tutorial? stuff? The glue they use for stage uh, spirit uh, glue, spirit glue, spirit gum. Spirit gum. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. had that, and it was gross and awful, and took forever to get off and. And uh, I wore like suspenders. No, you have to have it with the with the strap so you can do the George Clooney like uh, you know pull it down to reveal yourself to your kids move. <laughs> That's right. I love that movie. Yeah. All right. Well, Coen we Brothers. gonna make these boys our brain trust. That's the best. Oh my god, what an amazing movie! I love that movie to death. All right, Is that uh, Charles Durning. Uh, yes, that one. It, no, was that, no, that was that was um, <laughs> the that was one. Mitch Trubisky. Yes, was, uh, the other Mitch, one. Uh, See, it's yeah. a. It, I think everybody's Charles Durning. If they're uh, fatten in a Coen Brothers movie, I think they're, they're uh, just Charles. Dern- <laughs> yeah. They're Charles Durning every time. No, the only. I think the only Charles. Well, wait, no, he was in Blood Simple, and he also jumped out the Wasn't window in Hudsucker. Hudsucker Proxy. Proxy? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he jumped out and became the. Became the uh, CEO, the, the the angel. Yes. Oh, Daniel oh wait, Jones. no, no, no. He might have been that dude. You know, brother. Was it Charles Durning? Hold on. He was the he was the Papio Daniel. Papio. Da- <laughs> okay. All right. That was uh, 
Hold on, wait a minute. No, no, no. He might, he might or might not. Let me, let me, let me, let me go back <laughs> here. Scrolling back to 2000. You're just Charles making me want to watch freaking Coen yeah, Brothers movies. I love that movie. Happy yeah, O'Daniel. Get your fresh Pappy O'Daniel flour and remember to use cool, clean water. Indeed, yeah. Charles Durning. Oh, it's Pappy Charles O'Daniel. Durning. There yeah, we go. Okay. He, he kept smacking his son going, you dumb some bitch. You dumb some bitch. Yeah. Redeemed. <laughs> Redeemed. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> hey, I this place remember, geographical I mean, oddity. <laughs> three days from everywhere. <laughs> what, fuck? I'm a Depper Dan man. God, we're just going to quote. Let's just ride off into, into the sunset. Just quoting over oh, there. Right? My favorite yeah. thing is where the kid go shoots. Go forever. <laughs> he shoots. Yeah, Mara Jade was in that, right? Mara yeah, Mara Jade too? was in that, yeah. Uh-huh. When, he, oh, yeah, when no, that kid great. shoots the gun because they're coming up to the house and he says, uh, not, You from the bank? <laughs> and he goes, Pa said to shoot, some, shoot anybody if they're from the bank. Nick, the census man last week. And he goes, Now that's a good boy. Oh, there's yeah. something about that. <laughs> something about it. Gonna go watch it. All right, Justin. Ever uh, since, ever since my mom, R U N N O F T. Run off. Uh, do you have uh, anything going on this week besides our weird interview today that you'd like to mention before? No, I want everybody to subscribe to Politics, Politics, Politics. Uh, Scott, I, I'm going to let you know, I'm a dog butt interviewer. Mm. I very rarely do any kind of prep, and I have done prep for our interview. What? Oh, I have man. questions. Uh, uh, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be uh, a really really good time. Nobody should miss it. All right, check it out. Make sure you look at uh, that and uh, let us know what you think. Hopefully, I'm not a complete bomb on there. Uh, it's Justin Robert Young. He is Justin R Young on Twitter. Justin, have a great week. We'll see you next time. See you. All right. <laughs> well, Brian, we've come to this, yes. this point of the show. Have we? Have we? Have we have? Oh, let me make sure there's no bonus thing from Jamie. Always, I'm getting paranoid that I miss things from Jamie because I forgot to play sure. some stuff on another show. Uh, oh, there's okay. That's for that's for boop. Okay, we're good because we got Brian's coming up next week. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, oh, I'm excited too. It's going to be great. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, use our website for links to everything. It's over at frogpants.com/tms. Tell your friends about the show. And enjoy more content this week. We'll have a show tomorrow and Thursday as well. And the next week, I guess the only days we're off would be Thursday is Christmas. For sure, it? Christmas Day, which is Friday. Yeah. I, if, I, what do you think about Christmas I, Eve? I on the fence about Christmas Eve. We yeah, can talk too. offline about it and see what you think. Maybe we Because then the following week we have New Year's Eve. and. Uh, oh, right. And we are doing uh, that. New Year's Day. I think we were talking about doing New Year's Eve. I can't remember. I think we were. We'll figure it out know. and let you guys know. know. But uh, one of those days, we should just do a all-out uh, Jackbox. Yeah, yeah. Business. Didn't they uh, also? They announced a new plugin for Twitch that does something weird in the game and lets a lot oh, more really? people play or something. What's the? Oh, really? Someone, someone somewhere in our chat knows about this. I can't remember. I didn't look at the details, but I, I am curious about it. And they had announced it um, as coming out this week, I think. So. We'll check it out. I'm, I'm, cool, talking cool. Like, I'm talking like Minnesotans. What's wrong with me? Too much. <laughs> All right, Brian, we're done. Uh, uh, kind of bummed. I was looking for that Blitz and Trapper cover of I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow, and I found that. Also found Rock and Roll was made for you, and I thought, oh, my God, do they cover the song from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as well? But no, that's a whole different song. Oh, man. I know. I thought there's a whole bunch of songs here like, They've got a song called Joanna. Are they covering Toto? Mm-hmm. They've got a song called My Hometown. Are they covering uh, Springsteen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you never know. 
Oh, here it doesn't it is. look like it looks like the only cover I'm seeing in the list here is. Uh, Oh, I found it. I'm a man of constant sorrow, yeah. Blitzen Trapper, Actually, you said, right? Is that the name you said? Yep, Blitzen Trapper, yep. I see it's it exactly on Apple it. Music. Um, let me, I'm not going to... Oh, shoot. I should have gotten the Fargo Season 2 soundtrack, because that's got uh, Didn't Leave Nobody But the Baby, which is also from... Uh, oh, yep. That's in there. Fargo. Yep. Um, oh, also, Sylvia's mother. And a it, cover of Just Dropped In to See What My Condition My Condition Is In, originally yep. by... Uh, uh, Kenny Rogers' first band, but um, their version of uh, Cali- California Dreaming is also very cool on that uh, final episode. Uh, that's an, oh, it is on here. Let's see if it's available for me to buy the whole damn thing. Yeah, I bet you can buy the whole thing. Buy the whole thing. Oh, sure what you is. see Look is what that. you get. California. What you see is what you get. Yeah, oh, they do the original, the dramatics version. I think is the original in that one, and same with uh, Children of the Sun by Billy Thorpe, which is the album I used anytime I bought new speakers. Mm-hmm. The first thing I played on them was Billy Thorpe's Children of the Sun because it is the the ultimate speaker test. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what that song is, I'll you have to check to it. it. Yeah, I'll have to hear it. Um, yeah. I'm going to try to see if this is what I think it is. Hold on. I'm just going to play this. Okay. This is totally it. Yeah. This does not stand, sound like Man of Constant Sorrow. No, no. It will. I uh, it's really good. Yeah, it's like it's totally like a uh, Sugarloaf rendition or a. Uh, it's fantastic, uh, dude. Oh yeah, gosh. that's great. I, All right, I pa- cool. I pause the YouTube video for that so we won't get in trouble. All right, hey, uh, we're going to, speaking of getting in trouble, let's play some music. Um, Brian has probably some sort of request and we're here to fulfill it. So, Brian, what do you sure. have? Sure. Sure. Uh, Kurzog wrote in and said, so after seven years of listening to TMS, I've never requested a birthday song, but you know what would make my day or even my year hearing this cover of Centerfold played on the show. So happy birthday, Kurzog. Um, there's another birthday. Don't worry if you send in a birthday request. I got one coming tomorrow. If your name is Troy, by the way. Um, but uh, Kurzog uh, wanted to hear a song that um, has a, Mondo, a famous Mondegreen with it um, who think that the and I hate it when a Mondegreen includes the title of a song because that's just being lazy. Yeah. That's just not knowing the title of a song. But um, some people think that the chorus of the song ends with my anus is the center hole. But um, <laughs> here is the Jay Giles band Centerfold covered by Against All Authority. So here's some ska punk for you right now. Going out to Kurzog. Happy birthday. <laughs> that's fantastic. Happy birthday, dude. We'll see you guys tomorrow for another episode of TMS.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Now, if you've finished hosing down the decks with testosterone, I suggest you come with me.